A Christmas Eve service is certainly one of my favorites because of how animated and life-giving the story really is. We've just seen that. In just a moment, we as well will get a chance to sing that beautiful Christmas carol, Away in a Manger. It's actually a lullaby. And this lullaby, Away in a Manger, takes us back to a very important time in history. Some would say it's actually the most important time in human history. And so because of that, for centuries, artists, painters, singers, preachers, parents, and people of every tribe and tongue and nation have worked hard to best describe what it was like that first Christmas in Bethlehem. And Away in a Manger does a pretty good job. Commonly known as this cradle song, which was written in 1882, it reflects appropriately uh, the ideas of that first Christmas, and it also offers examples of appropriate prayers to offer God every day of the year. I think there's many reasons why we're drawn to the carol or the lullaby away in a manger. We're drawn to this poetry and prayer. The writer vividly describes Jesus's first days. Speaks about the stars, the stable, the manger, the baby is sleeping. We quickly sense, though, as we read and sing this beautiful lullaby, that there, there seems to be more to the story than a little brief look at Mary and Joseph's first night with their newborn. Well, what is that? There seems to be a peace and a tranquility and a long-awaited long renewal of hope on that night of Jesus' birth. It was certainly not comfortable or convenient in a manger, a stable shared with cattle. But overriding this is this sense that the birth of Jesus is a good thing and perhaps changes things, changes everything. That, that peace and that rest and that harmony that comes along with Jesus in a room, changing lives is amazing. It's actually the gospel. And by God's divine design, all mankind is drawn in towards this because of our personal need and our human concern that for what we want from others, or what we want for others, I mean. And certainly, if nothing else, this carol naturally stirs a curiosity to read more about this holy night and this peace and tranquility and this hope that we feel. So we can go to Luke chapter 2 to read the scriptures that have informed that lullaby. And in this chapter of Luke chapter 2, we enlarge our pool of understanding about other events surrounding the birth of Jesus and a little more to the why of Jesus' coming. In Luke chapter 2, we, we read how the angels announced the significance of what God was giving to mankind by way of the birth of Jesus. Given to all men is this good news, great joy, and an invitation to open our heart and our mind to, to see for ourselves. So let's look at that very briefly. The first thing is let's, let's directly hear these words for ourselves. I bring you good news. Hear God speaking through an angelic choir 
Christmas is because of what God brings and what God gives. Christmas is this remarkable story of the remarkable lengths to which God would go to mend relationship, forgive sin, repair and restore, bless and enrich people's lives. And friends, on this Christmas Eve, I, I wish that for each one of you to hear this good news for yourself, to see beyond the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, Moses, Joseph, the lowing cattle, all important to the story, but, but they're not the main characters. They do not carry in themselves the good news. Jesus is the good news. And all the support cast is named and in place because many of them were first responders. Many of them, upon hearing the good news, raised a hand to ask for themselves, to God, to come into their hearts and lives. And God did and changed everything for them. The angels appropriately used the words good news because this announcement is telling people what people didn't necessarily know until hearing it. This good news that people needed to hear and still do need to hear. I bring you good news. I want to encourage you this Christmas to keep an eye on your news feeds. What we are choosing to think about today is a vote to the, toward the type of people that we are see ourselves becoming in the future. So this is good news. Good meditation, good ministry, so good to experience. Jesus, away in a manger, is all good news. Represent, representing prophetic fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, which says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is good news for our planet and this is good news for people on that planet. The bringing of good news. Secondly, the bringing of great joy to all people. Great joy. The word great is the catalytic word in this announcement. For greatness is dependent, not upon the message, greatness is dependent upon the person receiving it. For this is not really about being equally informed. The greatness of this message will be all based upon the receptivity and interest and revelation and even theology of the receiver of this great news. This opportunity is great. Joy, fulfillment, peace, purpose, eternal life is great for those who receive. The message is not great for those that choose not to receive, to those that choose to wait on God or to walk away or to dismiss this great gift. And so today, Christmas Eve, all around the world, on pretty much every continent, Many will hear this same message today. Some will believe and some will receive. Many others will listen, but not hear. Many will not warm to the idea that God offers to bring life and joy in a way that fulfills our life, lives, bless us and enlarge our view and perspective on how important our lives really are. The gift of God is great news. So it's not just about hearing, it's about receiving, which makes it great. 
because it greatly changes people's lives. With the coming of Christ, we see how great a gift it is truly as we sense God giving all, giving himself entirely to us. He brings us his best because he has his, our best on his mind. Great joy for all people. Many reasons that people don't benefit from the greatness of this gift. Some think they're not presentable. Some think they're not honorable. Some think their past is too dark and dirty. Friends, there's a reason that on that first night that that message was delivered to shepherds. Shepherds were located on the lower rungs of the social ladder in first century Palestine. So if there's, be encouraged tonight, because if there's room for the shepherds, there's so much room for you and I as well to become the people of God. Finally, in Luke chapter 2, it seems that the shepherds, upon hearing this good news, this great news, they decided to step towards the invitation without hesitation, sensing that God has brought all of himself to them and for their benefit, they chose to follow their hearts in invitation to the manger, which was for them to come and see for themselves, take a look and decide for themselves. C.S. Lewis says, all will find what they are truly seek. And certainly the shepherds found what they were truly seeking and searching for as they discovered Jesus in the manger. This was more than simple curiosity. They were moved and motivated by wanting to receive what God had on his mind for them. And God said, I want to give you good news and I want to give you great joy. And they said, I want that. My life is less without it. So this Christmas, what is your spiritual need? Perhaps we would be stirred by a need and curiosity of this great invitation to get straight to the manger and see for ourselves because good things come to those that go. Good things come to those that receive. C.S. Lewis says, Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. I don't think we'll be disappointed as we take a look. This lullaby, Away in a Manger, it has 12 lines. The first six describe Jesus. The last six describe appropriate responses to Jesus. And the last four lines are actually prayers, appropriate prayers to God. It's worded this way. We'll sing it in just a moment. Be near. Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay. Come close by me forever and love me, I pray. Friends, the manger is not way over there. The invitation from all that we read is that the manger is here. It's here and now. God with us right now, within reach. If you're reaching, you will find that you'll be received. Be near me. What a beautiful prayer at Christmas. Come, Lord Jesus. Love me, I pray. What a beautiful uh, opening of a door, an opening of a life to Jesus to come and dwell and respond to. The last two lines are, And bless all the dear children in thy tender care, and take us to heaven, 
to live with thee there? Great question for us to consider. What is the spiritual health and condition of those around us today? What do we hope for our friends and for our family? Take us to heaven to live with thee there. What a call to action. What a call to be responsible, to care, to be concerned, to be light, to be a messenger. This lullaby, in all of its three stanzas, in all of its 12 lines, reminds us that God has so much for you and those that choose to be close to God. So can I encourage you today in closing to reach out beyond the people, beyond your concerns, beyond the veils, beyond your obstacles, beyond your past, and reach beyond and discover Jesus tonight, right now. Perhaps even as we say, sing together, away in a manger. This Christmas, discover a God that loves and cares deeply for you. And my hope this Christmas is that you would leave nothing left unreceived and nothing left unsaid to this Christ child who's not away in a manger. He's draws near.